With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like season tickets to watch your favorite team, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like paying for parking. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are, with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash. Ever wondered how a book gets made into a movie? Or how to master the art of cooking? Either way, we've got you covered with the Two Guys from Hollywood podcast. I'm Alan Nevins, a literary agent and talent manager. And I'm Joey Santos, a columnist and celebrity chef. On our podcast, we're going to be serving you a fresh perspective of the entertainment industry alongside our favorite celebrity guests. As we like to say, we don't dish, we serve. Listen and follow Two Guys from Hollywood on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll talk at you soon. Hey, thanks for downloading this podcast. If you want to listen live, be sure to download the iHeartRadio app and search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. Ladies and gentlemen, I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. It's in this league. My style is impetuous. My defense is impregnable. Come again with Scott Bogman and Chris Welsh. Can't wait. What does that do? Did that blow your mind? That just happened. What's up, friendos? This is In This League right here on SportsGrid. Three hours of In This League is about to go down. That is Scott Bogman. I am Chris Welsh. We are In This League. We've also got kind of the, um, I don't know, what would you, he's like a pseudo stepbrother of In This League, Casey Bubba in hour three. I mean, he's practically, that's right. he's practically become ITL at this point. But, you know, at least we're fostering him. Yeah, foster child. That's a, I love yeah. that. He's our foster child, Casey Bubba coming up in, uh, <laughs> Hour three. What's up, everybody? This is the only thing of in this league that's still on the network, so that's good. Uh, we are still here for three hours to talk about a lot of ridiculously crazy, hard-hitting stuff, as a matter of fact. Uh, what what I do like about the radio show, Boggs, is that there always tends to be... There's this gap, usually, between uh, podcasts that we do. So we just released the In This League Fantasy Baseball podcast on Thursday. That was a mock draft. We have been mock drafting uh, a decent amount during... The quarantine, at least when things started to pick up, it was our third edition, probably the most informative one because it was not only a 15-team Roto, so 15-team, a little bit deeper, Roto, probably going to be a little bit more of the predominant uh, format that is going to be played uh, in the you know the shortened season. We did it under the guise of 82 games and with a universal DH. So that's the last mock that we did, but what I'm building to is that there's always this gap between when we record it, then it's got to get edited because we do fun stuff. We don't just throw crap up like some people and it's good to go. And there's always this time period where any, where something can happen and it does happen and news happens. And between the time of that podcast, we haven't been able to talk about some of the latest musings, if you will, with the uh, MLB and the MLB PA issue, as long as also players speaking out about the issues of uh, getting the game back in. We're going to be talking pretty heavy about that because there are two pretty big developments and two big quotes that have been said um, that we haven't, we've only been able to relatively speculate on, but players are starting to speak up into a very, very big way. But before we get into that, I don't know if you saw this, we are actually going to have the first case 
of fans attending a sporting event, and it's happening in the CPBL. This happened. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I guess. Um. I guess this actually has been happening here because I'm actually looking. This is a tweet from May eighth that says um, fans were permitted to attend a CPBL game today. They had max one thousand spectators. The fans were all spread out. Pretty. Um, it's almost like an Arizona Fall League game. It actually looks like people are just sitting all in different places. Are people reading books. No, no, no one's reading books. But there's like <laughs> no? you know, there's like twelve seats between people. Uh, masks were required. You could not change seats. There was no concessions. Body temp was taken at the entry, and guided entrance exiting was um was a part of it. But what was just announced, and I'm trying to find it. Here we go is that um, this Taiwan CPBL is now going to allow 2,000 fans per game and they're opening up concession stands. And that is taking place, I believe, immediately. Um, because it said the they were the first in the world to, um, to have the 1,000 fans and then they've doubled up on it. And oh, okay, so it's it was May. It was on Friday. So Friday's game was the first to have concession stands and 2,000 fans in the stadium to watch a game. I mean, so are the tickets more expensive? Are they less expensive? Like, See, how are they doing question. tickets for that? Like, I that that's my big question is if we're going to do social distancing uh, to the games and stuff, how do we determine whose ticket is valid and whose isn't? Is it just the first people to show up? Uh, because well, they mean? sold. Well, they sold. Like, if you're going to a Diamondbacks game, let's just say the Diamondbacks are playing on Monday, right? And you and I were going to the game. Yeah. And they said, no, no, we're doing social distancing. We're only allowing 3,000 people in the stadium. Well, if we bought our tickets in February and printed them out, are ours valid or are they doing new sets of tickets? Oh, I mean, like, I think that's a, our money. Like, well, I think that's a smaller you know, that, issue, though, dude. I think like that's I think I know not what a smaller issue to me. If I paid for my damn ticket, I want to get it. That's, I mean, yeah, sure. If you paid for your ticket, I get what you're right. saying. I'm not I didn't even I wasn't even thinking I just never like heard that. like, you know, uh, look. And I don't care, to be honest with you, too much uh, because I didn't buy any tickets. But I do think that that is just something that we haven't talked about at all when because we're just so focused on getting baseball back, as we should be. You know, who care? I don't care if there's anybody in the stands. It doesn't make any difference to me. I just want to know, like, how they sorted that out. And is that something that the MLB is considering? Well, but I mean, I think the whole schedule's changing, so... Yeah. I, I don't think that that matters. Yeah, I, so. I, I didn't. I, I literally didn't occur one second to me about like people that had bought tickets months and months ago. They wouldn't have purchased them them recently. I never thought about that. What I, I mean, I think the easy answer is that they only sell two thousand tickets. Like, so that's how they would right, man it. Right. So there's only two thousand. So if five hundred people had season tickets or something like that, like maybe they let the season ticket people have them in general. But I, I, I don't think we get caught up on that. That's, I mean, that is a bigger issue, of course, of teams being willing to you know, refund uh, tickets and blah, blah, blah. But this is a situation where, and I thought you were going to something else, where there's only going to be 2,000 tickets sold. I imagine the CPBL has like a, a system for where people are going to sit, um, but maybe not. I mean, some of the early pictures with the 1,000 fans really just looks like they probably told people like, yeah, just sit, you know, at least five seats away because it didn't really look like there was an order to it. But okay. um, it just was people like sitting around. If you, if you type in CBPL, uh, CPBL, you'll probably see a picture from the May 8th thing where they were letting like a thousand fans in. And it's just like, that's why I, I likened it to like an Arizona fall league game and surprise. It's just people sitting all over the place. No, like 
five and then five empty seats and then you know person five empty seats you know person five it's not like that it's like one dude's up here one person's three rows down this person's 12 rows down they're just all over the board but you brought up i thought you were bringing up a different question which is really really interesting is how are the tickets going to be priced overall so i mean you know consideration to let's obviously we can look at the cp cpbl and what they're doing but there is um there's the potential for something like this again you know places like the kbo and the cppl like they're kind of being the fir- the forefront of returning fans to stands and it's going to be a little bit of a blueprint for other sports but is there going to be price gouging that's going to happen because you'd like to think that everything's going to be normal and things would go back but you know, is that a status symbol too? Like absolutely I baseball game. During oh, COVID. I, it's the new rich thing. It's like, uh, <laughs> it, it's a hundred percent. It's like Louis Vuitton and going to a baseball game. You're one of 2000, but, but you know, you would think all the things are normal, but I just paid like $30 for what should have been about $4 for like, um, you know, like a liter of like that, the alcohol that you would put with, um, you know, you can make your own like hand sanitizing wipes if you have like, you know, a 70 yeah, percent grain yeah. alcohol thing, you know, just those little things. Yeah, you clean, have. More cleaning alcohol. That's what it is. It's a cleaning alcohol that you would get like it's, it'd be in the same section of like a Walmart with the um, with the what's the black thing that you it's like a black. <laughs> why can't I think of it? it? When you get like a scratch, you pour it on you and it bubbles up uh, hydrogen peroxide peroxide yeah, hydrogen peroxide. No, no. So it's like they have like the little alcohol bottles with the hydrogen peroxide at the stores. This is essentially what this is. Those court things should cost like four or five dollars. I had to online order it and it was like 30 something dollars. But we've seen that with everything. There's a price gouge. Everyone wants to think they're holier than thou when there's this weird quarantine and shortage of things. But there's a price gouging going on is how are sports going to deal with a price gouging of less fans? Because, I mean, you have a squabble of owners, which we're going to talk about shortly that are trying to get their player who have already had the players agree to essentially, you know, take off 50% of their money. The owners want them to take off a bunch more money just because they're losing and they're going to have a lot less money in that same respect. I'm kind of worried that, you know, those tickets that might normally be, you know, like let's say 50 bucks are now going to be just a standard lowest ticket is $200 because there's only 2,000 people going into the games and teams and whoever are going to absolutely price gouge to the brim because you're right, it is kind of a status symbol to be one of the few that are at a game. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Uh, And um, I mean, these are going to be like collector's edition tickets. Oh my God. Oh, wow. I didn't think about that. Like on eBay, you're going to have like, Hey, I was at the first American game that opened back up. There are only well, two thousand fans. Making tickets too, by the way. They may just say, "Hey, look, just put it on your phone and we'll scan it." That's it. That's We're not how it should be, be touching anything. So who knows? So maybe some people are going to get tickets sent to them, and some people aren't too. So it's going to be less tickets than even the two thousand that they're letting in the stadium. So yeah, there's there's a lot going on with all of this, and especially if you think about it kind of historically. So well, I just wonder where that's going to go because you know the CPBL they're really kind of paving the way, and the game was the uh, Rakuten Monkeys versus the Fubon Guardians, and then also the China Trust Brothers versus the Uni Lions, and those happened. Uh, I mean, I don't even know how it was like six a.m. Eastern that those were going down, and. 
and I'm looking here, they said the CBL, when they started on May 8th, the thousand fans, those games sold out almost instantly, Boggs. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, the, these people haven't been doing anything, right? Uh, most people in the world have been social distancing, I think. not. I know not every country's doing it and uh, and all that stuff. Different I don't degrees. Think there's a lot. I don't think there's a lot of cases in South America or Africa yet, but um, so a lot of those countries aren't doing it. But uh, most you know, most of the developed nations are, are doing it, of course. And um, people have been bored. So, like, you start letting people out and you can get a ticket to a baseball game. That that crap's going to sell. I almost lost hundred dollars. That's going to mm-hmm. sell uh, like like hotcakes instantly. Like, I bet those tickets were gone in like 30 seconds. I'm really, you know, the more I think about this too, do you think, do you think the teams are going to have like the gall to charge? I mean, to be, I guess to be fair a little bit, if they're only letting like, well, like, what do you think the Diamondbacks would do? They've got a stadium that holds, what does it hold in there? Like uh, 30,000, almost, almost 50,000. Okay. Right. So 50,000, let's say they say they're going to let 10% people in 5,000 fans, uh, or maybe they're going to just chop off the entire top. So if you took off the top, what is that like? Thirty thousand on the lower deck, or twenty five thousand, maybe? Yeah, maybe twenty five. Let's say twenty five thousand. So then let's let's say they chop off the entire upper deck because why? At that point, you can save money by not having to even deal with the the third deck. And let's say they start with like twenty five hundred people, ten percent of the capacity down there. If it's lower level tickets, what do lower level tickets in uh, the Diamondbacks usually cost? Like if we wanted uh, to sit, you know, hundred, like an average of like yeah, eighty bucks, something okay, like that. Eighty bucks. Do you think the Diamondbacks would be the ones that would go out and say, you know, we're going to move around? There's no more necessarily assign. I mean, they might assign seat it. By the way, that might be how they do it. But do you think they tier it at all, or they just say, you know, now that eighty buck is now. $200 and everyone's going to pay $200 unless you want those really, really front row tickets. And they pass on, you know, the, because they can only have 10% of it. Do they pass that on to the fans in a huge way? Or do you think they'll kind of stick to their guns at a reasonable price? And then all the gouging will come from the same type of person that went and bought $14,000 worth of hand sanitizer across three States. That guy, you think those type of people, you're going to have those people. It's just like any collector. They're going to go, they're going to buy the ticket for a reasonable price, and then they will sell it for five times the price online on, you know, vivid seats and Ticketmaster and scalping and all that type of crap. Do you think it's going to be one or the other? Uh, break it down for me again. Well, one so more all I'm time, saying so. is, is are the teams going to be the ones that are going to pass on their la- their loss oh, of money okay. and they're going yes. to price no, 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 gouge stop, stop, their stop, stop, own stop. tickets yes. or yeah 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 okay. yeah 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 baseball is going to do that because they're losing so much money by not having uh fans in the stadium you know it, because it's not just the ticket prices i mean you know they they talk about uh at, you know baseball 40% of their uh, profit is on tickets no it's i bet you it's like 15% on tickets and then another 25% is on what people buy at the stadium. They pay for parking, they pay for food, they pay for drinks, uh, you know, uh, all kinds of snacks. I mean, think of the last time you took the little man to a game, right? Sure. When was that? Um, uh, sometime last year. Yeah, I think it was, it was last. I mean, I've taken him to, I took him to the most, re- I, I took him to a spring training game uh, right. a couple months ago, but like, you know, in the Diamondback Stadium, it was either last year or the year before that. Right. So and, and then, you know, you had to get at least like cotton candy and then probably one other thing. Right. Sure. 
and then you had to buy them like maybe a hat or a shirt or something, sure. right? Oh yeah. It's so expensive. you know that's just that's just what happens. You know, it's it's very rare that someone goes to a game, finds free parking, walks in and walks out without buying something else. Sure. So uh, they're losing they're losing a lot of money by not having fans, which is understandable. So. Um, but, uh, yeah, I think they're going to gouge the crap out of those prices. And, and what's interesting, like playoff prices go up. Yeah. yeah. Well, the, oh, I mean, but see, it's a bad, it's, it's a really bad look because what's, what's going to happen. And th- here's a whole nother topic we probably haven't talked about is we're going to have probably a decent run. I don't know if it's this year, whenever it starts of, there's only a certain demographic that can even go to sports anymore. And that's going to really be a weird divide we're going to have um, in our country because it's going to be the elites, you know, who can go and pay, you know, $250 for one of the $2,500 tickets that aren't in the front, you know, cause again, it'll probably be in some tiered system. If you want to sit, you know, in that first front row, what might've been $250 will probably be five or seven or a thousand dollars. And then just basic game ticket, your lowest game ticket might be $150 to $200 to go in, and it's going to price out families, and it's going to price out... It's almost a version of how people are looking at baseball by taking off a bunch of rounds in the draft, and you're saying, well, you're going to have a lot of kids that are going to want to just turn away and not play baseball because there's no opportunity. There's going to be a lot of normal people that are going to be not remotely close to being able to afford going to a game for a long time, assuming that they want to. And I guess even if the teams don't do it, you you still are going to be susceptible to probably a lot of people, a lot of scummy people that are going sure. to take it and their opportunity to buy them up. So, I mean, you could have an $80 ticket go to $200 because of the limited amount and that's on the team. And then you could have normal, you know, dude just waiting there. Like they have their whole system. They buy up a bunch of tickets. And now that $200 ticket is $500. When is the next time people like you and me could go to a game? I think we're going to get priced out. And I think we're going to get priced out for a while, man. Yeah. Yeah. You and me are definitely going to be priced out. But I think a lot a of people bit. are going to get priced out. I mean, this oh, is a, yeah. this is a weirder conversation because we're not, I mean, we got to worry about baseball even being played in 2020. And that's what we're going to talk about on the other side of the break. But I just, I saw the CPPL, you know, them dropping and saying, Hey, 2000 fans can come in. What's the demand like? What are the ticket prices like? What type of gouging has happened? And a holy crap, the gouging we've seen here in America on everyday items left and right is through the roof. You know, a $50 pack of disposable masks, which might've cost $15 or something like that costs $90 with uh, $20 shipping and it'll come in three months, you know? So sports from an elitism <laughs> and a specialty item type of thing and a status symbol is going to go through the roof, something we should prepare ourselves about, but we probably might need to prepare ourselves also that there might be a major fight and maybe no baseball in 2020. This coming from some major players' mouths, and we're going to talk about it on the other side of this break, so don't go anywhere. More in this league coming up. DailyRoto.com Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build an optimized lineup for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com. 
Hey everyone, it's Michelle Williams, and I love being able to share my story with you on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, where my guests and I get real as we share the ups and downs of our mental health journeys, and I'd love for you to join me. I'm still on my own journey, but I want to be transparent with you because as I was posting all the highlights of my life on social media, I was breaking down. And too many people fall victim to the picture-perfect image of the high life. So I created a space to discuss the good and the bad. We can laugh, man. We going to learn. And most of all, I hope to inspire you to go on this journey with me to better mental health. This is going to be your church, your turn up, and everything in between. So join me on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, a safe space for every kind of person. Listen to Checking In with Michelle Williams every Tuesday, a part of the Black Effect on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. In this league. Somebody royally forked up. Somebody forked up. Why can't I say fork? If you're trying to curse, you can't hear. Full shirt. Holy mother forking shirt balls. Welcome back, friendos. It is In This League. Come and check us out over at InThisLeague.com. That will take you to our Patreon, where we've got lots of fun stuff. I kind of debuted a new streaming show, I guess, or something. One of our uh, live streams that we do. I call it High Anxiety. And it could you could think of it like <laughs> H-I-G-H, or how I did it, like, hi, anxiety, hi. Uh, that hi, was my Wednesday anxiety. one. That's right. Bogman, uh, social you? distancing. You didn't do an early week one, but you had a late week one, right? Yeah, I did one yesterday, uh, you know, Friday night because I had uh, just uh, black book chapters and black book chapters and all that stuff. Yeah, I had a deadline, had to get it done. Yeah, 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 yeah. So black book coming out, Bogman's going to be in it. But we've got these live stream shows we've been doing just for our Patreon, our secret comedy shows, which we do ranks lists, group me rooms, all that type of stuff. We just had uh, two of our friendos go from the sergeant level to the lieutenant level in the army. They were two friends that signed up together and... They upgraded because they wanted to connect with a, uh, the, uh, I mean, we really have a hardcore list of awesome listeners that are in our group me rooms. They wanted to connect with those guys to try to build up like a bigger dynasty league. And they had asked me and I said, Hey, I'm not trying to like upsell you cause you know, do whatever you got to do. But the best way, my advice, if you're trying to connect with ITL people is to be in the group me rooms. Cause then you can talk with them, build relationships. You can just simply ask everybody you want to start up leagues. And that is exactly what happened. So um, we obviously appreciate that. And that was cool stuff. And it's just a way if um, you dig the little universe that we've created, our little podcast universe, and you want to connect with like-minded people, well, guess what? We got an outlet there in the ITL army. So just go to InThisLeague.com and you are directly supporting Bogman and the Welsh. In these so awesome, much fun. Awesome, wonderful times. Yeah, exactly. When uh, I'm, I'm fully expecting... Let's just, you know, queue up like three months from now or five months from now. It's really hard to predict, like, you know, what America's going to be. And, you know, frankly, Florida and Arizona are just like, um, they're just out here just like, sup, sup. Like, that's how they're treating everything <laughs> right now because Florida is, I don't know if you saw, Florida straight out did this like, hey, man, if you're a sports team and your state doesn't want you to play, Come on down. They're like a, you know, they're, they're like the car salesman. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday only. They're, no, they're like the prices, right? Like, oh uh, yeah, yeah, you're uh, right. You know, 
San Francisco Giants, come, come on, on down. down. Exactly. We got a place for you in Scottsdale. And that's what's oh. happening here. Uh, Doug Ducey in Arizona. Everything sports is officially open as of today. Like uh, sports can resume with no fans immediately. Florida, same thing. So what I'm getting at is like it's a weird time because you have L.A. who went out and said we're closed down until the end of July. So don't even talk to us. You've got crazy conversation between players. You've got the NFL talking about um, expect there to not be fans in the early on stages. I think there was a report saying that they might pump in music and some stuff like that. This is all theoretical happening here, but you've got a couple states that are really going forward with it. So what I'm getting at is it could be three months. It could be five months. It could be next year. We don't really know, but there's going to be a point shortly in, in shortly in the long scope here, probably within the next year could be as short as maybe three months or something that that the U.S. is going to toy with fans being in a stadium in some capacity, probably similar to what the um, the CPBL is doing. And I'm telling you right now, mark this for that time, the articles we are going to have from The Athletic, from USA Today, from wherever about the price gouging and how bad it looks uh, from either a team perspective or the secondary market market perspective for games and how the the games are now being, you know, in this elite status symbol type of a thing. I really think those are going to come out because I, there could be some yeah. teams that are like, yeah, you know, we're just going to kind of go back to our normal stuff, but they're, they're going to pass it along and they're going to, I think it's going to be a double dip. I think they're going to pass along these really expensive tickets that they'll hope fly under the radar because they don't give a crap. You know, they, they're going to be able to sell 2,500 tickets at $500 because they know people are going to want it so bad. And they're going to want that status symbol. And then the secondary market is going to go crazy. And this is all in the midst I, I just midst wonder, of, like, I, I think they're going to raise the prices, but there has to be some type of limit to the price raise until, you know, you start getting not just one article from the athletic, you know what I mean? Like a bunch of people going like 500 bucks to go to a baseball game when people are losing their jobs. Like where does the MLB get off doing this? And that's you know going to be mean? the title of the article. The hundred percent. Right. Be it. Right. <laughs> yeah. You're hundred. That's what I'm saying. That'll, that'll, those will be yeah. the articles. Where does MLB get, uh, get off by, you know, to but make I'm saying, it like if they're a thousand bucks, we'll get like 50 articles. If they're like two hundred and fifty bucks, we'll get like three articles. You know what I mean? Yeah, but they'll probably so, be tiered. What usually might what might have cost you, you know, like four hundred dollars to send I don't know what front row tickets at a diamondback game would cost. What you might know what have, they should do? They should charge a hundred bucks and then like a random draw is where you sit. You know, if you want to go to the baseball game, that's great. Uh but you pay a hundred bucks. We're going to do 2000 tickets and you get a random spot. Yeah, no, know, I mean, I agree with that. Like just having a standard right. price for being it's I'm telling you, the model is like the Arizona Fall League. The Arizona Fall League has one ticket price. I mean, it's a very different price we're talking about here. Eight bucks yeah. or you Seven can buy bucks the, yeah, or whatever. Yeah, eight dollars <laughs> and you go and you sit wherever you want and they would or even, you can use your buddy's pass and have the security guard call you Jerry Garcia. Yeah, you That's could do that. Amazing. 100%. You could do that. But then the only thing that they didn't have going for them is they didn't have like, hey, you can't sit within blah, blah, blah of each other. They'll just, they'll mark off some places that you can't sit, which I would think of the big stadiums would be the upper rows and just have one market price and then you're good to go. Just not sure that that's where we're going to be headed to because if the owners if the owners are literally going to their players and be like, all right, listen, we know we told you to take 50% off, but like, 
we're gonna have to do more. Like we're gonna have to, we're gonna, have to, you're gonna have to do like twenty percent because we're gonna lose like a bunch of money. Well, so have billions. Don't worry, guys. We'll have billions and billions of dollars, but like profit margins aren't as solid. So we're gonna need you guys <laughs> to take the big cut here. If they have, there's not, there's no way in an argument for to make anybody look good. By the way, it's it's a terrible, terrible, awful look for both sides. Oh, oh, every yeah, I everybody. I think I can't everybody going to go through this. Yeah, yeah, no, know? no. I think everybody looks bad right now. But I'm just saying, if they are going to mouth as much as they are about the money they're losing, and they'll go to the players, which by the way, the players are everything here, and they're going to make the players take off more money. There's no reason not to believe because all they're spouting is, "Hey, we're not going to have fans, or we're losing concessions, and this and that." There's no way that everything isn't at least doubled. And it is going to price so many people out. I don't know if it's going to hurt, you know, people's love of the game or anything like that. But so many people will be priced out. And that's if it's only doubled. That's only if it's doubled. And, you know, it's something to consider, too. It could be part of what um, the consideration, because here's an assumption I have. And I want to talk about what uh, Blake Snell just recently said and and Trevor Bauer. Those are two things we're going to do is you have players that are. Um, they're having none of the the thought process that they're going to take any more dollars off the table, which, you know, okay, I, I don't have any argument necessarily there. But No, it, they shouldn't. It, it shouldn't be on them. And uh, what I thought what they had with the owners, I, I feel like the owners backed out of this. Well, no, they did. More they, than anything. But they 100% did. But the yeah. unintended consequence when I believe an agreement will be cut. I know a lot of people are going to hear the statements here and they're going to think there's major, major concerns but I, I do think one thing that is coming to light is health is a good conversation piece to justify the money. It's not like you have some players, I think, talking about health and, and no money involved. That's not what Blake Snell is talking about, which you're going to hear in a minute. It's no, no, the, the health justifies the money. Well, there's going to be an unintended consequence when the owners relent on this and they want their players to play because they're going to lose tons and tons of money is that unintended consequence is the money is going to come back on everybody else. It's going to come back on them probably pushing fans back in early, uh, absolutely just murdering the prices upright, and yeah. that'll be one of those unintended consequences. And I think I think it'll be a big subject once we get there. So maybe we're jumping ahead a little bit, but just the CPBL got me going that, wow, there's already fans in stadiums when this whole thing is going on, and... It does look dire, and if you would have listened to Blake Snell, who Blake Snell has been pitcher for the Tampa Rays, who has been just murderballing a second career on Twitch. I mean, he's a he's a big time Twitch guy, and he was doing it way before any of this happened. Our boy uh, Spore has, um, I think, played a couple games with him and done some live streams. And you know, Snell's a good dude, by the way. Snell has like, I think, one time was on Spore's thing and. I don't know, spent like a ton of money on people's subscriptions for Spore. And yeah, you know, he, like, awesome. he does yeah. good stuff. But Blake Snell, if you want to pull this up, Boggs, do our thing to get this set up so people can hear. He was doing one of his live streams. He is the player's champion for uh, MLB The Show. And he, I, I think like literally every single night he might be live streaming. Blake Snell was on his Twitch and somebody I think brought up and asked a question about uh, returning to baseball since the Players Association and baseball is speaking currently. They're not talking about money, but we do know that they wanted to go with the rev share and everybody wants to know the players take. And you have this set up? You have the shared box? Yeah. I don't see any of it. Yeah, let me, let me share it real okay, quick. Okay, yes, yeah, just share it while I'm doing this. And Blake Snell had this to say. 
Y'all got to understand, too, because y'all going to be like, bro, Blake, play for the love of the game, man. What's wrong with you, bro? Money should not be a thing. Bro, I'm risking my life. What do you mean it should not be a thing? It 100% should be a thing. If I'm going to play, I should be getting the money I signed to be getting paid. I should not be getting half of what I'm getting paid because the season's cut in half on top of a 33% cut of the half that's already there. So I'm really getting like 25%. On top of that, it's getting taxed. So imagine how much I'm actually making to play. You know what I'm saying? Like, I ain't making shit. And on top of that, so all that money's gone. And now I play risking my life. And, and, what, and if I get the Rona, on top of that, if I get the Rona, guess what happens with that? Oh, yeah, that stay, that's in my body forever. That damage is not going to be, like, the damage that was done to my body, that's going to be there forever. So now I got to play with that on top of that. So y'all got, I mean, y'all got to understand, man, for me to go... For me to take a pay cut is not happening because the risk is through the roof. It's a shorter season, less pay. Like, bro, it's, yeah, man, I got to, no, I got to get my money. I'm not playing unless I get mine, okay? And that's just the way it is for me. Like, I'm sorry if you guys think differently, but the risk is way the hell higher and the amount of money I'm making is way lower. Why would I think about doing that? Like, you know, I'm just, I'm sorry. So in my head, I'm preparing for next season. And I'm preparing, well, I'm actually preparing for right now. But as if I'm preparing for next season. Like, it's it's super weird, man. More Twitch streams for us, that's facts. But guys, I'm just saying, man, it just doesn't make sense for me to lose all of that money and then go play and then be on lockdown, not around my family, not around the people I love and get paid way the hell less and then the risk of injury runs every time i step on the field so it's it's just it's not worth it it's not i love baseball to death it's just not worth it. <laughs> you want to unshare that real quick yeah um, yeah I, I, um I, I, there's one really difficult thing to get over here and it's how he talked all right i gotta tell you i had a lot of friends like Blake Snell uh, when I was in high school. I just point out, like, I was friends with a lot of people just like Blake Snell that were like, no, I'm saying, yeah. It man. literally sounds like everyone we went to high school with. <laughs> so, no, I'm saying, just yo, bro. Bro, bro, bro. No, I'm saying, like, I'm preparing for next year. No, I'm saying, he sounds like Lil Kev from, uh, from Always Sunny. It, it is. Is uh, this your crew, baby? <laughs> I, your crew you roll with, baby. I I hate it because we don't want to focus on this. We're old enough to not How care about this. How can you this. not notice that? It's very, very jarring when he starts. You're like, oh, hey, look, Blake Snell. He's like, you know, 150 pounds. Oh, he's tight. What's up, man? <laughs> oh, man. So you got to understand. You know what I'm saying? Like, I just can't be giving up my money, bro. I got to get mine, man. You know what I'm saying? We're going to be twitching over the hell. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's, uh, it's, it's a little jarring. But I went to, I mean, he's every guy I went to high school with in Scottsdale out here in Arizona. Um, uh, Blake, uh, how are you doing? Are you, are you all right? Man, Pops, you know what I'm saying? Just... I'm just kicking back in the. Honey, we just want you to be safe. I'm good. I'm good, ma. I just sitting. Yeah, I good, ma. Just sitting with the shorty. You know, playing a little bit of Twitch, trying not to get that Rona. No, son. Try not nope. to get that Rona. 
All right, honey. Well, we'll be here if you need it. All right, thanks, my pop. You the realist. I'm going to go get mine. <laughs> Can we just have Blake Snell on the podcast? So we got to, like, focus on that for a minute, and then we could focus about on the, on the real words. I, I don't know why this is new to me. I, had I never heard Blake Snell talk before? Like, that was really intense. <laughs> It's painful, man. I I have a real hard time watching that. You know, it's funny because you would expect that. I feel like that is to be expected from Trevor Bauer, who has a rap album. He has a rap album. Trevor Bauer's like, hey, everybody, uh, this is just not cool. (laughs) Do you think, by the way, I just want to put in there, do you think Blake is like, yeah, yeah, you know what I'm saying? This is good, man. It's good, man. And then he walks by, uh, you know, Yandi Diaz. And he's like, hey, Yandi, how you doing? Hey, hey how, are you, <laughs> how are you, Yandi? Good to see you. Are you yeah. well? That's great to hear. I'm very excited for you. <laughs> I'm very happy that you're so well. So I'll see you later. Uh, walks back in. Yo, what's good, man? We got to get ours for real. Y'all got that Rona? Y'all got that Rona? Y'all ain't got that Rona. Y'all don't know about that Rona. All right, so... Uh, now that we got that out of our, I think we had to get that out of our system, uh, before anything, let's talk about what is actually important I'm in there. I'm crying over here, dude. No, I'm saying we're going to talk about what oh. is real in here because regardless of, um, tonally, uh, how he says it, which, Hey, he's keeping, he's keeping it real, man. You know, yeah, he's keeping yeah. it real in every aspect. He kept it Do you real. Think he's ever seen when keeping it real goes wrong. I don't know. I mean, like, I like people playing on my phone. <laughs> Oh my God. Here's what we're going to, uh, here's what we'll do. We'll talk about the actual real words in here of what's going on. That's, uh, that's what's important here. Uh, we'll talk about, um, him and we'll also talk about what came out of Trevor Bauer. Trevor Bauer had a whole little series he did with his girlfriend, uh, agent or whatever she is. Uh, we'll go through all of that. And, uh, these are two big baseball players that are speaking out. So, uh, we'll get at it. I'm going to get real here in a minute. Y'all know what I'm saying? Let's go. DailyRoto.com. Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build an optimized lineup for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com. Have you written a book and need some insight into what comes next? Or are you passionate about cooking and want to know how to make it your career? Or maybe you just want to hear insider stories about the entertainment industry. Either way, we've got you covered with the Two Guys from Hollywood podcast. I'm Alan Nevins, a literary agent and talent manager. And I'm Joey Santos, a columnist and celebrity chef. And on our podcast, Two Guys from Hollywood... We bring our expertise to the table with, of course, delicious cocktails and all kinds of recipes for you to try at home. So grab a drink and join us. We've got a wide range of celebrity guests and Hollywood insiders to discuss pop culture, publishing, and entertainment. And we'll provide you with an unfiltered and sometimes brutally honest show about Hollywood. As we like to say, we don't dish, we serve. Listen and follow Two Guys from Hollywood on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll talk at you soon.
I generally come in at least 15 minutes late. I use the side door, and after that, I just sort of space out for about an hour. Until but, I space out? I probably only do about 15 minutes of real, actual work. Would you be a good sport and indulge us and just tell us a little more? Let me tell you something about In This League. Yo, 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 what's good, fam? What's good, ITO fam? We oh back. Oh, my God, he's off of Twitch, and he's here. Uh, on Sports Grid, talking to us. Blake, how you doing? Yo, man? what's good, Bogman? What's good, Welsh? Good to have y'all out here. Good to be talking, trying to keep it real. Try not to get that Rona. Try not to get that Rona. I, uh, I'm just so happy that you're here so we can talk to you about the risk to your health. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I ain't looking to play. I ain't looking to play. I am uh, got to get mine. If they're going to pay me mine, I'll put my life on the line. But if they ain't going to give me mine, I ain't putting my life on the line. You heard? <laughs> i can't take it man i can't take it either it's just it's uh, kind of fun it's it's a problem that like we have a very good friend that is friends of blake snell so like, <laughs> yeah. like all that, but, i mean whatever you gotta be self-deprecating and what does he care he's got millions of dollars and well maybe right. he doesn't have millions of dollars that's a problem oh i got it so here's Ain't giving it to me welcome back it is in this league you guys can find us over at in this league.com come support your boys and uh tweet at us is it the welsh at bogman sports being real here for a minute when uh, we're going to stop being fake and start getting real is what Blake Snell said is massively important. It's massively important to the scope of where players are at on a couple different levels because he talks about and what was the big center focus of the Players Association and Major League Baseball, I believe on Tuesday, was health. You know, and it's interesting that you're getting these comments a couple of days after when they didn't even talk money. They talked about health and they're talking about the parameters of all these things. And I, I think there's a I think there's a bit of um, uninformedness that's still going on with the players. Like the players are kind of getting the same news that we have. It just act- actually affects them. And then they're reacting to it where, I mean, Blake was very, very real in everything. And I and I don't disagree whatsoever. I think it's absurd for the players to, or for the uh, teams to be asking for the players to take on way more of the financial burden in this situation when they're putting way more on the line than the teams are. You know, all the teams are putting on the line is maybe um, their expenses going up and not hitting their bottom and top line, where the players are not only losing money, but they're putting their health on the line and they're potentially putting their access with their families and stuff like that. But Blake gets very, very real and, and and lays out the problem we have here is that I think there's a lot of players that are worried about health, but if these guys are getting their normal money, I think you're gonna I think you have like a ninety-eight percent probably uh I don't attrition's not the right word because that would be on the opposite end, but you have like a ninety-eight percent positivity rate here of players being like, I'm gonna play, all I'm biting is the games that I lost, and I'll put it on the line. But when you ask them to take more, these guys are not willing to weigh the risks versus the loss of money here. And if this is a sticking point for the uh, for MLB, I think you're going to see a major revolt of players like Blake Snell and like others that will not play because, like he said, he's like, I'm going to get mine. Like, he wants his, and this yeah. could get ugly. Yeah, it really could. And it's not really, to, to be honest, it's not really about this single season is because when you accept accept something like the proposal and what the proposal is, is that I think like the players and and owners split whatever the profits of this season are 50, 50. And so it kind of throws out your contracts 
Uh, and so it's just whatever we get, we'll give fi- you know, 50 or 55% of whatever it is to the players. And then we get the other 45% and that's BS. It's not okay. It's not uh, the right deal. So in this instance, because I'll disagree with, you know, um, you, you, the guys who, not the guys that are actually scared, but, but the guys that are like when Mike Trout said, well, I'll be bored, you know, well, I don't care if you're bored, you're getting paid 40 million bucks a year, but if you're not, if you're getting paid, whatever their, uh, you know, 50% is and whatever your percentage of that is, plus all the stuff that Blake Snell just said, you know, it gets, we already agreed 3% cut and then it gets taxed and then all that stuff. So, um, that stuff, uh, is, it's just not okay. It's not okay for the owners to be doing this. I'm sorry. You know, I understand that it's bad for them this year, but it's one year, you know, next year you guys should be able to get back to doing it. Even if you do have to have socially distanced games and stuff like that. So just pay the players, just pay them prorated. I think that's more than fine. Why is prorated? Not okay. You yeah. Know? Well, I mean, it was at one point it was agreed yeah. upon and then it was not agreed right. upon. I think I saw our buddy, Rob Silver, he was actually um, commenting to Cardano because Cardano had tweeted all of the staff of FNTSY. Oh, except for you and I. Isn't that interesting? We're the only ones not on the tweet of uh, all of the hosts uh, of the video. So he quote tweeted everybody but you and I, of course, um, on the Blake Snell video. And Rob had jumped in and Rob said something interesting, which uh, this is what I want to point out, is he had said, uh, where did it go here? I just want to make sure I have the right comment that he said. Oh, he says lots of businesses have, cause he had said you, um, you believe a MLB owner is going to shut down his billion dollar plus team that they've bought for hundreds of millions of dollars less than it's worth today. If he can't make a profit in 2020. And then there was a comment back and forth operating costs, bull crap. And Rob says this, he goes, lots of businesses have operating losses in years or even for entire decades, but still grow the value of the business, which is a very important factor here because I do think we get lost in the minutia a little bit with all of these where we hear a player say something like Blake Snell and we go, man, this is not good. The players are really going to revolt. The players just want their money. I mean, I think the players should personally be getting um, you take that 50, you take the game loss thing and it's just full split cut. They should be getting a bonus on top of it for doing this. They should be getting more than just a game per game check that's taken out of there. But at the end of the day, these guys are going to go out and they're going to play for their money. And that's why I think this whole entire situation is going to get fixed. But what I worry about, well, there's too many people that that just can't afford it. You know what I mean? Like. I mean, uh, all baseball players, like the minimum is great, but there's uh, many, many guys working on that minimum, way more guys working on that minimum than are getting gigantic contracts like Blake Snell and Mike Trout and all those other guys. So they're going to go play because they need the money. Yeah. But see, what's good is the players need to do this. The players need to be outspoken because you have to take the leverage away from the owners. Like we're all sitting out here and we're discussing and. And it works both ways. You know, the owners get to have the people that are out like, look at these greedy players being like, I ain't playing if I don't get this and that. And you're going to take baseball away from us because of this. And then you get the inverse where you get people being like, well, yeah, these guys should get paid. Why are you taking away? They are. You know, so you've got you've got a public relations issue that goes on both fronts. Here's what I'm yeah. a little bit worried about when I hear these conversations happening is I wonder how much and I've said this before, I wonder how much the P.A., is actually involved from a player-to-player perspective because the Players Association is obviously going to take the, la- the the scope of everybody, could go out and make an agreement 
But that doesn't mean the play all the players are actually going to be on board. I know it's a union and everything like that, but listen to Blake Snell. Blake Snell doesn't sound like a guy who, you know, if the Players Association cuts a deal and it's not what he likes, is just going to take it lightly with how he's talking. Blake Snell right. sounds like a guy that would... I'm worried about the Civil Players uh, Association uh, war that happens between these guys where the union cuts a deal... Maybe it's like, you know, I, I couldn't even begin to imagine, dude. Maybe it's like 40% of their pay with some type of rev share. And it's it's better than it looks now, but it's not quite as good. And then you have, you know, majority of the players just being like, well, we can't do anything about it. But then you might have this group of players that say, no, F this. I'm not doing this. My shit. biggest question is when does Iron Man fight Captain America? Yeah, well, I mean, that would be great. As long as Spider-Man appears with his first shot and just goes, Shink. so let's pull up this audio real quick. <laughs> pull up, um, we've got this Trevor Bauer one because it wasn't just Blake Snell. that. And I think actually the Trevor Bauer one was first. Uh, Bauer has been putting out all the content he possibly can. Of course, it's his favorite thing to do. He's got his site Momentum. And he's been actually doing like live. It's actually pretty cool. I'll admit he's been doing these live BP sessions um, in the desert with a bunch of different guys. Derek Dietrich, he's throwing, uh, you know, he's they're essentially just throwing and the guys are hitting and Cole Tucker and a bunch of other guys that are out just out here live in Arizona. They're out here doing a whole bunch of stuff. He's pushing out content, but he's been rocking a lot of content with uh, Agent Rachel Luba, who... They sure seem to spend a lot of time together, Bogman. A lot of time together. and I would want to, too. She was my agent. Yeah, I, I agree. She's probably a very popular agent. She's probably very good at her job, is what I'm saying. And um, I think she has a whole YouTube video up. And it is Bauer reacting to the return to play proposal. And this is them, them talking in a room uh, very close to each other, not six feet apart. Huh. Huh. An agent and a player very close in this world, not sitting apart. And they posted this clip. So why don't you play this clip? It's 43 seconds of Rachel Luba talking about, uh, as it's as, it, as Bauer says in his tweet, the same song and dance from MLB. Society, whatever, has put us in this position. This is how much you're making. The billionaires are making what they're making. The nurses and the teachers are making what they're making. It says nothing about the value of their job. Like, you know, yeah, we can have a moral discussion about whether sure. it should be that way or not, but, but it is that but, way. But it is this way. <laughs> and what this discussion is about, and I hope like this is clear, is that the issue of we had lawyers on both sides agree, negotiate in good faith, and agree to terms. And now one side is basically asking for the other side to go back on agreement and a little, more. little bit yeah. more. The side also that has way more money. Yeah. So that's what this is about. The side. Yeah. So there you go. So as he says, uh, Bauer's tweet was same song and dance, leak a story, negotiate through the media, make players out to be the bad guys. Players already agreed to a pay cut. We negotiated. We have an agreement in all caps. Now they want to go back so they can make more money. And he says, GTFO, get the F out of here. And um, you have agents, player agents talking about this. This is the type of stuff that gets it muddy and dirty, dude. This is where, like, I still fully believe I'm not going to let all of this stuff, all the news, all the things dictate where my brain goes with it. I think there's too much on the line that someone will have to relent. 
but it's looking to me more like the owners are going to be the ones that are going to have to relent and they're going to figure out an agreement. It doesn't mean that the association and the players will actually be in full agreement because, and that's where my worry is, is because you get guys like Snell and Bauer who are incredibly outspoken. They're holding nothing back right now. And just because baseball comes back does not, may not mean every single player is back, which makes it weird. Right. Yeah, I mean, there's many a pl- uh, player that doesn't th- like there are people that just outside of the money situation don't want to come back because of the virus, yeah. which is understandable. Well, and you Snell know said I mean? that in his thing, and, and it's it's actually a decent point. He's like, if I get it because I go out and play baseball, there could be long lasting effects there. there I mean, there's some stuff we don't know anything right now about anything of with course. this virus, but there have been some stuff that there might be long lasting uh, ramifications from this like this. There might be stuff that's kind of like your body shows that you've had it for a long time, not just like, you know, antibodies, but you know, you could have some type of lung damage, you know, there could be long lasting repercussions from this. And that's what he's getting to. And it it is in consideration to a lot of these people. And going back to trout bogs, you know, trout said, you know, we, we joked and we had this big argument on the very first edition of the new black book. If people want to go listen where Joe and I were Joe piece of P and I were just going absolutely at it because of his like shut up and play type of thing. But you know, Trout, Trout's about to have a baby. You know, his wife is pregnant and he's close to having a kid. So, it, you know, perspectives definitely change. You know, money is one thing. There's a lot of guys that have made money and pe- none of these guys, I think, are legitimately talking or thinking about walking away from this money. But, you know, there there's legitimate family and health concerns that are following a lot of these guys. And, you know, when you take away the incentive, which is money, and you take away the incentive to an even right. larger degree... There, there is going to be a major question for, you know, especially the top end guys like a guy like Trout, like I'm about to have a baby. Do I really need to play a half a season for a, a quarter of my salary? No, I have enough money. I'll just sit out this year. What do I care if I, you know, if I kill a year of my contract and I have to have one more year on it or something like that and I don't get paid this year? It's not worth it. And the worth is what the owners are going to have to bend on. There, I, To me, there is absolutely no other way around it. The owners will bend on this because the worst question is the biggest one. Unless, unless Boggs, and this would be the ultimate screw job of all time. They just say, well, we'll just play with scabs for 2020. Whoever wants to play, you can play. If you don't want to play, Hey, no harm, no foul. We'll see in 2021. And then all hell breaks loose in the sport. And it's the destruction of baseball for many, many years. Yeah. I mean that, that would be it too. I mean, you know, uh, the, the, a lot of sports hang on by a string, you know what I mean? They're hung on by uh, a very little string, and it's just that people want to see them. Well, if you have, you know, and and this is the problem. It's, you know, at at the end of the day, it does, of course, matter who's right. And in this in this section here, the players are right. Uh, They had an agreement. The owners are trying to back out of it. That's how it should be reported everywhere, too, by the way. It shouldn't be like, oh, owners ask. No, no, no. It's owners uh, propose to back out of agreed deal. That's how it should be reported every single place, every outlet. That's how it should be reported because that's what's happening this time. You know, that's not how it is every single time, but the optics are bad enough to where not everyone is taking that into consideration. You think that the average baseball fan gives a crap, whether it's the millionaires or the billionaires that cause this, they don't. They're just like, you know what? I'm just done with this. Baseball. Uh, I'll I'll just go watch something else. Baseball setting itself up to be like, you know, the, like the WCW or WWE where like there's, there's almost setting up factions where it's like 
Blake Snell is going to be like one of the leaders of an NWO and they're doing it in all the wrong ways. Like having factions and NWOs and you know, that's fun and stuff, but they're going to do it with all the wrong marketing. It's not going to be a fun one where you might have agreements done and players. I mean, how often do you see outspokenness like this? You don't see it to this level. Like these players do not care. They're so detached from their teams and advisors and baseball in general. I mean, Bauer is a general. I just don't care you know, he got himself set up for life. He'll just do whatever he wants. Good for him. But you're seeing more of it now. You're seeing more players outspoken. You're seeing Blake Snell, who has built another side career, by the way. He's made his he's made some money. And he's out here just being like, you know, nah, you know what I'm saying? I don't care. I want mine. And the the owners are gonna have to roll into that. There's literally no other way around that. So we sit here, we have the discussions, we get really worried. It will. I it will happen, but it doesn't mean that a uh, internal player war isn't going to happen unless they get what they want. And the players, you know, good for them. It's an uprising like we haven't seen before. That's the end of hour one, though. We will be right back. Hour two, more in discussion, some football even in the action. So don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. You know what I'm saying? DailyRoto.com. Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build an optimized lineup for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com. Ever wondered how a book gets made into a movie? Or how to master the art of cooking? Either way, we've got you covered with the Two Guys from Hollywood podcast. I'm Alan Nevins, a literary agent and talent manager. And I'm Joey Santos, a columnist and celebrity chef. On our podcast, we're going to be serving you a fresh perspective of the entertainment industry alongside our favorite celebrity guests. As we like to say, we don't dish, we serve. Listen and follow Two Guys from Hollywood on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll talk at you soon. 